1: This podcast
0: is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal or financial product advice. Hey everyone, it's Glenn here. I recorded this episode at the start of the year. I was in the United States with a friend of mine, Fraser from Brisbane. He's got a great mindset of how he thinks about money when talking to his kids uh, about entrepreneurship, money. So I think you'll get a lot out of this episode Feel free to jump into the Facebook group and chat it out. See you soon. Bye. Fraser Jack. How are you, Fraser? I'm terrific, thanks mate. How are you? I'm I'm good. So I'm with Fraser. We've just attended Podcast Movement Evolutions in LA. And we're having a chat in the lobby of the Biltmore Hotel in downtown LA, which
1: they've filmed some cool film clips here. Yeah, it's a fantastic Historic building in uh, in LA, and it's um you know you f- sort of feel like you have gone back in time just by stepping into the place. One or two of your favorite pop stars, Fraser, have recorded here. Oh yeah, Taylor Swift
0: for sure. Yeah, and, yeah, and Beebs. Yeah, the Beebs. Yeah, Beebs was Did here. Yummy film clip bit here. Of, bit of Ed Sheeran. Bit of Ed dancing around
1: in this hotel. Yeah, uh,
0: but it's just amazing. And if you are watching on YouTube, because we're doing a lot more on YouTube now, uh, you can see Fraser and I sitting downstairs uh, at the hotel. And you can even see the roof up there and it's just a banging place. Yeah, that little fountain in the
1: background, a few people walking past.
0: Yeah, love the vibes. Now, Fraser, I want to talk about teaching your kids about money, entrepreneurship, all that stuff. So, while you're not a millennial, you're a Gen X. Yes, guilty. Guilty. There are people who are listening who might have kids in their teens, who
1: might have kids full stop who might be a child. Correct, correct. And, uh, and it's one of those things when you have kids that you start thinking about, uh, are you raising kids or are you raising adults? Little women. Adults. Oh. <laughs> did you see Little Women? No. Great movie. Well, got to do it. Uh, don't, do don't it. watch too many movies. You
0: got to see it. It's a beautiful movie. So, you did have a financial advice background, but you have not been a financial advisor for some time. You're now in, I guess, tech
1: Yes, yes, and, and and I guess this stems back from. Uh, so my kids currently are uh, twelve and sixteen, and so it, this has been something that I've been working on and with for you know a number of years, and and going back to the days when I had a financial advice business, um, thinking about ways where you can actually you know teach your kids to understand you know how money works because you know there's this, is, this is common theme about you know these things aren't taught in schools, and whilst they can be a little bit because I I've, I've, I've actually taught. These things in schools. Um, they can be from time to time, but they're not actually part of the curriculums as such. So, um, especially the entrepreneurship side of it. And actually going in and not not teaching kids how to go out and get a job. Yeah. And it's important to note as well, Fraser, that you're on the board of a private school. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I I serve on the board of a private school and and have not so much to do with the day-to-day operations, but um, do a bit of mentoring type work for them as well. And I guess strategic direction of the school and all that stuff. Yes, yeah, certainly. Certainly yeah. the strategic direction of the school. Um, we have a school that's very much based around uh, project-based uh, learning. So it's not um, it's not the, the the current curriculum. So what it does is it goes in and looks at every uh, child's individual learning plan. Each child will have a, you know, they work with each kid to say, right, what, what, what are the things that you're interested in? And how can we then put your math and English and, you know, all the little things around those and, and how can we create projects? So you go forth. And the big thing, Around school these days, not so much. You go there to learn something; it's that you go there to learn how to learn. Mm. So you know, you you know, how do kids learn these days? You know, what they go to YouTube and they 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 Google, it. they go to YouTube, they watch a tutorial on it, and then they go and do it. You know, There's, it's not so much you that our old methods. When we went to school, and because I'm, uh, I'm old, it's it's about no. How do, how does the modern child learn how to learn? Yeah, wow, it's interesting because I think
0: John actually just pulled his one of his I think his eldest child out of traditional school and threw him into a similar school, and I think the child is just loving it. How long has your kid been in
1: that weird hippie school? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you always don't mine. It's, it's been, uh, my, my son went there first. Uh, he was, uh, when he was in grade four, he, trans-, he transitioned him over. He was, wasn't really enjoying the, the traditional school. Is, and it then, more, is it more expensive? Uh, no, no. It Like our kids went to a Catholic school to start with. Yeah. And then they transitioned to the school and it was slightly more, but very, very similar to that Catholic yeah. private school pricing. And it's not, it's not a huge school. Like uh, in year, as you said, it's a, not a hippie school, but in the year ten grade for example, there's about, you know, thirty kids in the yeah. in the
0: grade. So I guess the reason I asked about how long they've been there is the kids haven't been there for five minutes. They've been there more than yes. two or three years. Yes. Yep. You're not Noticing any educational defects or anything like that.
1: No, no, certainly. I mean, and 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 this—they're well, not coming home speaking like me and <laughs> writing like me and spelling like me. Essentially, what it is—it's a—it's a, you know one to sixteen teacher ratio to student. So you know, like I think in some public schools you might get up to thirty kids uh, with one teacher. This is sort of a, a low ratio, so they get uh, more hands-on. But. The thing about it is in this situation, they're comparing their progress with themselves. There is no comparison to the class because everybody's working on an individual learning plan. They're working on their own projects and their own topic they're learning via their own topic. So the first thing is to choose a topic that their kids are interested in. So you know, we're not learning this book that no one cares about, right? Yeah. We're learning. Like, Shout what, out, Great Gatsby. Yeah. What, so <laughs> what are the things that you really love? You know, you love podcasting. So yeah. great. How do you learn how to do podcasting? How do you learn every little thing about podcasting? And so you get into the rhythm of knowing stuff or getting to know how to learn how to learn stuff about the topic that you are passionate about mm. and so whether it's you know electronic music or whether it's um, sports physiotherapy or whether it's you know baking sugarless you know cakes or whatever it might be whatever the kids are interested in that's the, that's the area they put they you know create a lot of curriculum for them to then go and learn how to learn about that topic yeah, and because of, you think about when we come out of school what we do is if we want to start a business we have to learn all about that business or if we're interested in a topic And the cliche about, you know, you never work a day in your life if you're doing something you love. Well, that's the idea of the the schoolwork. You know, if it's something they love, they're not working a day in their life. They're just getting really deep and and they're going down avenues of learning about this topic that they're interested in. Yeah,
0: I think that school would have been better for me because I'm really bad at reading comprehension. But if you show me how to learn, I'll find my way or... Just draw it on a whiteboard.
1: Yeah. But the other thing is too, you know, what's the best way for you to learn? Because you might learn really well from reading comprehension or you might learn really well from watching a YouTube video on the topic and then going and finding another one and another one and another one.
0: Mm. So, if we go back to when your kids were, say, five years old, how did you start the conversation about money with your kid? And I guess
1: we'll say... There's no rules. This is just phrases way. Yeah, there's there's obviously there's hundreds of way. You know, money conversations and the other thing you always catch yourself on to is is the way you talk about money, you know, like if, if money's scarce at times, then you go, Oh no, nah, we can't afford that and then you go, Oh, hang on, I probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there's you know, there's there's way there's there's, there's language, there's um, I remember one of the first um, entrepreneur type programs for kids that I came across was one many years ago now when I was uh, in advice early days and a lady had created a program around the house right investment property home right so instead of saying well you know you buy a house let's sell the, the kids the air conditioner or the lounge or the tv right and then that becomes they then have to buy the tv they borrow all the money off you they they, you know, they have a contract where they own the TV, and then you rent the TV back off them, and you rent it off them for ten bucks a week, and they've got to pay six bucks back and off their loan, right? And and eventually they pay their loan off. But it's a, instead of giving them four bucks a week pocket money, you're actually creating a contract where they understand they purchase something, they rent it back. oh, this is actually a way of, of doing things, and then that might have equity in the TV, and they buy the couch, and then they eventually they might buy their bedroom, and if they buy their bedroom, then. You know, it's one-tenth of a house and as the house appreciates in value, so does their asset, right? And so, it's just teaching kids around how investments work but in a way that's relative to them and then saying, well, they've got to keep the upkeep of that bedroom or they've got to keep the TV dusted or they've got Mm. to keep the, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, They keep the garage tidy for that purchasing the garage. So actually using some of the stuff that you have. So that was the first program and it was, you know, it was manual at the time. There was a lot of, you know, receipts and those sorts of things that you could write out and checkbooks. Um, I think it might have turned into an app at some point, but, um, but that, was, that was the very first program that I saw. Mm. And it was really around that whole idea of teaching kids that. If you purchased an asset and it, you know, it went up in value, so too did your asset. And you gradually paid your loan off over time, and, and, and if it was positively geared in the way that you gained a little bit of money each week out of it. Yeah. So, was
0: that the first kind of real tangible thing that you did with your kids, or did you have so like so for example, my I think he's eight year old nephew, one of them, they're identical. I can't really tell the difference still. He walked in with a fifty dollar note the other day after Christmas. And he goes, oh, look what I've got. Look what I got from auntie, whoever. And I'm like, I thought, I'm just going to, like, experiment here. So, I said to him, I think it was Jeffrey, do you know how aunt got that? And he goes, no. I'm like, well, do you know how she goes to work? Yeah. Well, she gets paid, for example, she might get paid $25 each hour that she's at work. So, she actually worked. Two hours of her time to give you that money, so, and he was just blown away. So, is it as simple as starting with those basic concepts?
1: Yeah, it is. It is little conversations or well, any conversation like that's great, right? Mm. I love the entrepreneurial type stuff where you go, okay, let's let's you know do the lemonade stand or whatever. Let's put some money in and pay buy something and then um, you know get some money back. I mean, it's. I, I do this presentation to grade six kids where you walk in and, and you say, okay, great. Um, you, put a big, you put a big slide up with money. Like, it's just like dollar bills, like yeah. $10, 20 $50 bills all over. And, and, and it's a big slide and you go, great. And, and, you, and, you, and the kids all big smiles on their face, you know, like they're, like, they're having this emotional reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how does, how does this make you feel? How do you feel about the slide? right and then they're all like yeah yeah buy you know my, buy something money yeah and they go right and how do you think other people may feel about money and then they start going oh it's weird right They go, oh sad upset you know like worried you know like, all these other emotions start coming up and they start experimenting mm-hmm. but, but to start with it's all about you know just it's happy it's joyful at, at that age you know but they haven't actually had any you know, pressures, I guess, towards finance, and once people start experiencing pressure towards finance, and their 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 emotions change. So, but, anyway, but but when it comes to the the kids side of it, I love just you know I like to see them, you know, make a business, build something. Uh, we had my kids had a business where we um, we had a coffee tree coffee tree had a whole lot of you know coffee beans and then it was they we planted them all and they they started to grow and and next thing we had a whole lot of coffee trees so they had a business around um, selling coffee trees and uh, and that was a that was a pretty good business they were selling them um, individually going to markets, selling them uh, realizing that they could quickly turn this you know time investment of you know growing these trees into some money and then uh, next thing they uh, we went to cafes and started selling them in bulk wholesale so, then the cafe sold them and they sold them to the cafe for $5 and the cafe sold them for $10. Mm. So, it became a lesson in distribution around retail versus wholesale. Wow. So, what are the, like? So is that some good low-hanging fruit
0: for that side of the discussion?
1: Yeah. So, anything to do with cupcakes, lemonade, you know, that type of make something and sell it. Popcorn's a great one because it's cheap. But then... But then challenging them to say, there's a there's a, uh, there's a program in Australia at the moment called Twenty Dollar Boss, right? right. Which is, I think is actually run by the the NAB, one of the banks. Anyway, they comes and they say, here's twenty dollars, it, it's lent to you to go build your own business. When you have built your business, you've got to pay back twenty two dollars, and uh, and you get to keep the profit. And so it's about Lena you know, borrowing money to then create a business. So that's that's not a bad one. But I've seen some great intra- entrepreneurial type businesses. I did some work with a, a, a group out of Sydney called Dunn Club Kidpreneur as well, which was a, a you know an enterprise business for you know kids to go and set up, and they could go and you know create whatever it was, making key rings and or you know like you know, just little things like that around decorating or building something or being creative or arty in that way and then selling it. But I've heard of some great businesses like uh, setting up a, a window, windscreen, washing it at the, um, you know, the drive-through at the school when the parents come in to pick up and then they're stuck in a queue and they can't go anywhere, you know, like washing the windscreen and then, and then shaking the can type thing and, and getting some money out of the parents. So when you like start to teach your kids about
0: obviously providing a product or a service, and getting money for that, so it's this exchange. What did you do with your kids once they got the money home?
1: Yeah, so then, so then it was around. You know, do you? How do you spend it or save it? Mm. Right. So you can talk about the, um, you know, the richest man in Babylon type, so How much do you save with it? Paying yourself first, all those sorts of things. Saving it for something that's 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 you know more substantial like a, you know, a hoverboard or something like that as opposed to just spending the profit that day. So, so those sorts of conversations. And it's not, it wasn't around not spending the money. It was about being smart about the spending of the money. It was, it's not all just about, you know, you can only save it type conversations. It's, it's around saying, well, if you want something that's better than that, just, you know, keep doing that thing more times until you've got enough money to do that better thing. Yeah, wow. Interesting. And
0: then when, like, so you're 11-year-old, like your kids at the moment do they have their own bank accounts with money yeah at, definitely yeah yeah and what do you like how have they got that money to date
1: yeah so so obviously there's earning it uh and like i don't pay them pocket money we i'd, I'd rather them go out and create something or do something or do a job even if it's just so you know, washing more the car of car. commission base well it's not even that it's about it's about understanding that money just doesn't you know appear uh, it's got it's got to be earned by somebody some way so if, if it's appearing in their hand because they're going to the movies it's because i went to work and earned it mm. or they did mm. uh and just just acknowledging like the flow of money and how it works um and it's also there's also a big part around it like i mean around that emotion of it you know like if you're hurting about money or those sorts of things do you then make sure that you don't pass that on or you know, like kids notice these, these things, right? They know if you're, you know, we, we 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 when we spend money, we can spend money and be smart about it, or we can just we can waste money. And and uh, and, and I guess it's the key is, I I like to try and tell them I don't mind spending money, but I don't like wasting money. Mm, mm. And when like,
0: did you ever put money aside for them for home deposits or cars, like? I guess the 16-year-old, there's a car discussion that's probably starting to happen.
1: Yeah, what so, are you doing there? So, what we did is um, we do a annual payment into a bond. Yes. An investment bond. Uh, and then sit down once a year and just go through that and say, okay, great. Here it is now. Here is how it's grown over time. Um, here, is, here is the, you know. But it wasn't so much around buying a car. It was around investing. So, that investment bond... It's obviously in
0: your name or your wife's name or joint name, whatever it is, with yeah. them as a beneficiary. Yeah, correct. It was in my name with them as the beneficiary. So, if there's some money in there at the moment,
1: what is that money earmarked for? So, so the conversation around that was earmarked for investment. Sure. Right. So, if you want to go and invest in, you know, like a, a, an appreciating assets uh, conversation. So, what what is something that will is an investment? The difference between a, a car and an investment is a yep. car is going to lose money every yep. year, and you're going to lose, uh, you know, those sorts of things. So, you're going to have a fun time though in the car. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I don't. Uh, well, you know, I'm thinking that uh, maybe when my kids are old enough to, my son's now just old enough to get his L. So, yeah. So, uh, what are like? How is he going to get a car? Uh, so, short term. I am going to hopefully not drive very much right. and share my car. I hate driving. Right, right. <laughs> I don't drive very often. I work uh, I work either from home or from the city. So, when I commute to the city, I don't take the car and, and my car doesn't give very much use. So, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, when he's got his license and driving around, he's going to become my Uber driver.
0: So, with the investment bonds, so for example, because I've got three set up for my niece and nephews. So, Grace is 10 this month or next month and the boys are eight, do you think now's a good time to sit down with them and start to show them the concepts of, hey, guys, you know how Uncle Glenn doesn't really give you anything more than a $20 crappy Christmas and birthday present? It's because he's putting some money in this investment account for you guys for when you're 20 years old.
1: Yeah. Now, I I would say yes. I would say when I was, I would say 12... I had my own share portfolio. Yeah. And in fact, my older brother did as well. He worked actually part-time at a, uh, a stockbroker's office. And that's how... So, we got interested in investing at that age. And I've got... Um, my daughter's 12 and she's got friends at school that are also inv- interested in investments, right? And so, I don't think it's there's a wrong time to talk about it, let people know how they work and get people excited about the idea of investing money mm-hmm. and watching it grow. So, for example,
0: would you say like I'm just trying to unpack you because it's good for everyone to listen to this type of language and I'm legitimately asking Fraser this for my benefit as well. Like, would you say, okay, Grace, you know, there's... And I don't think there's only like $3,000 in there at the moment, all right? Well, that's a lot of money to it. It is, it is. So, what I could say is, I'm thinking it's like, you know how we go to Woolworths and mum buys groceries, okay? And Woolworths is a
1: business yeah. So, this comes back down to the personal economy. Yes. There's, there's, two, there's two things here. There's the, the personal economy conversation. What are the things I purchase? How do companies make money off the things? Who gets the money that those companies make? Yes. Right. So, you know, um, the bank conversation. You know, every, every year we love to smash the banks. They've got record profits. How yeah. dare they? Yeah. Right. But you, as a consumer, use got, one you, of those banks. And you've right. got them in your super fund. Correct. <laughs> Correct. But those banks make money. Who gets the money, right? No, the bank does not get the money. The bank gives that profit to their shareholders. Right? Or reinvests it into the bank. To, 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 to grow. grow. Yes. So, for the benefit of the shareholders, right? Yes. So, the shareholders or the investors in the bank are the ones making the profit, which is you and I and our super funds. Yes. Right? So, it's not, it's not the bank. It's yeah. us. And so, if we love to bash banks because they make profit, it's like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm a shareholder in the bank so therefore oh uh, uh, yeah okay I'm, yeah. I'm I'm, pretty happy so I say the thing think of your personal economy where do you buy your clothes where do you buy your, your, your groceries where do you buy What do you take a holiday what what are all the things you spend your money on there is a business behind that making money and then you could be a shareholder of that so that's that personal economy conversation mm. and then thinking about obviously local economy and then national economy and then global economies so there's that conversation but there's I was also going to mention something else around the um, that last the conversation we had around telling
0: Grace about the investment
1: yeah 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 so just letting letting them know how those 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 business concepts work so I think
0: because you just want to get them to understand basic concepts because as for me like I'm probably still a child in the way that I learn because I'm really bad at learning because I wasn't taught and I think I've probably resolved that it started because I started school when I was four years old and I just never got in front of that able and given the school system is read this regurgitate it and we mark you and move on, I was never that smart. So, And it's always about did you learn that content that's not relevant to you? Yeah. So, for me, if I can understand the basic concepts of how things work, I can just eat it up and nail it
1: in my mind yeah I think I think the answer is to not assume kids are kids you know like we are raising adults we're not mm. raising them to be kids we're raising them to be adults and that's I think you know that talking to them about these types of concepts around how money works the other thing I was actually was going to mention um, as a bit of a game what I did with um my 16-year-old uh, now a few years ago was type into, um, you know, the Money Smart website, for example, it's a good one, where you go and find a compound interest calculator. Yeah. yeah. And you go and you go, right, I'm, you know, you know say if I'm 40 years old and you're 14 years old. Let's go have a look at a compound interest calculator with the same amount. If we both invested the same amount now, and the same, et cetera, et cetera, and then have them absolutely smash you. Because they've got the time. So, mm. understanding that compound interest calculation type I, I wonder thing. if you could even um,
0: draw for the kids. It's like, you know how there's a bank and you go to the ATM and the wild thing is like kids might not even know what a bank is in 10 or 20 years because it's just going to be this online thing. Yeah. You know, that's another discussion. Or, or money. Or money. It's going the to just be… The actual paper folding, Yeah, exactly. Thing, and yeah. I think it's… And what am I going to do? I'm actually going to get Grace and the boys or maybe just Grace and interview her next time I'm in Queensland about this and just have a discussion with her because I think we always need to have a platform where they can just ask questions about it because, and again, I can't talk to this topic about being a parent because I've actually don't have kids. But could you go, look, we're going to talk about how this portfolio works. Do you have any questions about money where does it come from Yeah, and then it could be like well you know these banks here you put that hundred dollars in the bank the bank might give you two percent but while your money's in there in the background but
1: this is where you you use the compound interest calculator right two percent and then let's look at that over in 50 years time you're going to end up with this amount but what if it was five percent? Yeah, and let put that in, and then see the difference. And it obviously makes a huge difference because of the time frame. But then being able to show that because of your time frame, because you're, you know, you've got, you know, twenty years less, or whatever, mm. then uh, it it just smashes you out of the water. They've mm. got this huge advantage, and and kids love to beat you at cards or beat you at a game or whatever. And so, so this is a... it. You gamify the compound interest calculator, and they will just they will win. And be very proud of the fact that they won and that it's a, so it's a memorable moment for them to in remember. And your kids and your family,
0: is it like, well, I'm teaching them, one, that we don't borrow money for crap. We only borrow money for X or Y. Like, have you had the debt discussion with your kids yet?
1: Yeah. Look, but here's the thing, right? When you have something, a serious conversation around something like this, and you got to go, You got to think about yourself. There is memorable moments when you're a kid. And Teachable it, and moments. Yeah. There is a moments that you just forget about because it was blase. Yeah. But what is the memorable moment for you? I remember clearly growing up, um, my mother saying, "You know, debt's not a bad thing." if it's for growth purposes it's a bad thing it can be a bad thing but you shouldn't be worried about it if it's for like an appreciating asset you should be worried about it if it's not and so having like those conversations and actually them, them seeking in so you know, you know like, a different place having that conversation with, with Grace for example at a different place something that's all about her you know like, like just not just having an off the cuff conversation but, yeah. ha- but having a conversation with purpose whether it's you know sitting down with Uncle Glenn in while you're sitting at the desk and she's the client of the interview, or having a playing a having a role play like that where she's and you're all whether she's your you know like whatever it might be her. Or I take it you to the, the
0: shopping center and we record a podcast live. Correct, where everyone's looking. Yes, I yep. mean I'm just going to extreme it so it burns in. Yeah,
1: yeah. So so there's moments moments in life that you remember as a from as an adult from a kid mm-hmm. that are those defining moments. So, maybe it's about going what would be a defining moment and actually setting it up to be a defining moment mm. rather than just like an ad. Or an it's, you know, if comment. you are,
0: like it, it's obviously easier for parents to educate their children over the longer term in um, – I guess, exampling habits and behaviors
1: in their own life. But, but here's the other thing too. A lot of the kids don't listen to their parents. Sure. So, um, as in because you've, you're constantly telling me to wash my hands and, and brush my teeth and make my bed and get up for the table for dinner and blah, 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 blah. blah. blah and one more thing on top of the other. And so you don't tend to have that memorable moment. But as the uncle Glenn comes in from nowhere and talks about something different mm. at a, a thing that's memorable. See, I might even might be able be... to
0: get Grace and book in for a high tea, and we go for a high tea at the
1: Ritz-Carlton
0: or something like that. Exactly right. Yeah,
1: like, I'm going to take you out, Grace, and spoil you today. Yeah, this is a this is a, a one-off type thing, and so that might be, obviously, from a parent's point of view, having somebody that can do something like that would be a great scenario. Mm-hmm. And and as a parent, you might turn around and go, well, maybe my um, my voice isn't making it through. So I do use somebody like, like the uncle or the auntie or somebody who's doing something to, 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 to create that burn in their mind that this is something that could change their life. Yeah.
0: So because I, I think money, it's all got to do with habits and behaviors. Are you trying to, on balance, get the habit of being... An investor
1: or an entrepreneur mindset in your kids. Yeah, so kids raising kids is funny because they get known for something, and if one one of the kids is known for something, the other kid will often be want to be known for the, the opposite, opposite, right? Yeah. So you end up with one kid that's naughty, and then they're like, oh, "This is not," you know, they get in trouble for something. So the other kids like, "I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be the good one," you know, like. And so you kind of need to just maybe do it separately, or or then afterwards then there's the encouragement you know like they're, they're getting attention then yeah. for doing the right thing or the, the behavior so um it's around going okay great let's do the memorable moment let's put something in place where they can action a behavior and get a reward uh, uh, you know like a variable reward mm. each time for it like an like encouragement great you know high fives just things like that to say you know oh, i'm really proud of the way you've done that or how's it gone you know uh, you know uh, set a challenge in the next 12 months can you do this and this and this and save it to that if you get it from this to that then i'm you know going to do we'll do another high tea or something mm. like create some sort of a uh, a habit um, that creates reward off the back of it and that's mm. sort of how we then create long those long term habits do you think
0: habits. i like in our short time we've got left so if I did that uh, grand gesture of a thing to make mark the memory do you think I would start having the conversation with Grace now like hey next time I'm in on the Gold Coast I'm going to take you to a cool place for a high tea because I'm gonna give you some wow info like I'm being very clinical like do I prep her or on the
1: spot uh, I, I don't think either way. Yeah. Um, I think prepping would be great, you know, some sort of a conversation to, or maybe, to look forward to. Maybe I could say, Fraser, hey, Grace, you know how
0: Uncle Glenn, he's got like the money show and all that stuff and he was on the telly with these, talking about money. I'm going to come up and I want you to write down three of your best questions that you could ask me about anything to do with money. Whatever that is to you, And I'm going to take you out for a high tea and some scones and we're going to chat about grace and money. Yeah, uh, look, I
1: wouldn't hurt to set something up so that she's looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I guess there's no right or wrong. I just just think it would be cool when I was 10 years old to
1: have an uncle or an aunt who was like... Showing me this stuff and set it up with the family so that they, um, they you know get get her excited about the idea and, and the concept so that it becomes well, like what, like I said one of those life defining moments mm-hmm. when she looks back you know twenty years from now looking back on what she's created um, you know when she's you know in you know thirties forties what was the moment that made the difference yeah and then trying to create that moment
0: I think for me was I probably would have been around nine or ten. And it was one of the, I had two early memories about money. And it could be why, I don't know, it's hypothesizing. Every time I went and saw Nana Beer uh, at her house, every time when we left, she would put 20, 30 or 50 cents in our hand as a gift when we left. Yep. So, my first ever memory about money was generosity. Yep. So, like, I'm a generous person, I'm a giver and all that, okay? So, that's number one. Number two, when I was about nine or ten, my pop had about 22 acres or so uh, out the back of Gloucester and he said to me, I will give you 50 cents an hour to pick fireweed, okay? But because I'm a freak and I was so self-aware from an early age, I thought, you know what, that's a bad deal, not doing it. And I declined because I looked at it, the exertion that I would have had to do out in the sun, picking fireweed for 50 cents an hour, yeah.
1: that's a bad deal. Yeah, it's amazing. I used to, uh, some of my early memories were with my um I spent a bit of time with my grandparents uh, my parents worked full time so and you know playing shop you know having that uh, the paper money the fun money you know the shop the, the till um, buying and selling you know groceries and, and, and all those sorts of things I, think, I guess that's where the uh, entrepreneurial type stuff starts you know the, the fact yeah. that not only are you you know your family running businesses but you're you know from an early age being taught that you know and, handling money yeah and I think that's why I'm just a, such a
0: fan of a win-win in any situation like with business or money like if it's not a win-win, I don't want anything to do with it. And I mean, I don't think that was a win-win uh, for me and my grandfather. And that stuck with you. Yeah. I I, I honestly think because they are t- the two most defining money moments yep. that I can remember. Defining memorable moments. Mm. My millennial money. Moments. Memorable <laughs> moments. But hey, I, I don't know if we've solved any problems today, but I guess I say this a lot, Fraser. Like. You've, you've just listened to this conversation with Fraser and I. We hope that you've thought of your own ways and strategies. Yeah, and that, this, is, this is not about we're, solving. This is no. about
1: just adding to the conversation. Yeah, just it's, having a think about what you can do with your kids. Yeah, there's no right or wrong. It's about uh, again, kids are around attention, attention for something, and if they're getting good attention for doing good habits, then uh, they're like little dolphins at SeaWorld when they get little treats. When they, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not just the kids though. We all we all uh, enjoy
0: little treats from uh, like dolphins so, at SeaWorld. This is wild. We're going to go... Uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast, Fraser. Oh, you're very welcome. Th- thanks for having me um, in well, this amazing it, uh, environment. It is my pleasure. And because we are in LA right now, tonight we're going to go over to the... Comic Club? Oh,
1: Co- Comedy Club. Comedy Club. Yeah. yeah.
0: Try and uh, Out in uh, West Hollywood. Try and build out the repertoire of dad jokes. Yeah. Fraser's good at dad jokes, everyone. So... Fraser, actually, if you are listening and you are interested in the financial advice world, Fraser runs a podcast called... The Goals-Based Advice Podcast. Yeah. So, because a lot Although of people... Although it's mostly for financial advisors, yeah, not necessarily for... Right. It's, it's not for... It's for financial advisors, but I guess the reason I mention this, a lot of listeners, they email me and say, I want to be an advisor. What can I do? Well, Fraser's podcast is a really good resource to just look under the hood of uh, the financial advice industry and um, business optimization and client acquisition and retention and all that yes stuff.
1: all the new world of financial advice. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye-bye. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. This podcast supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au
0: for more info. If you want some other giving options, or if you are unsure about which charity
1: you can support, head to lifeyoucansave.org.au
0: Thanks to Jess Knaus, producer, Nathan Robertson, editor, and me, Asher. Anyway, make sure you're connected via Instagram and our free Facebook group. We also film most of our content now, so check out My Millennial Money on YouTube. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods